Hello and thanks for listening to RTE Radio 1's The Rolling Wave podcast with me, Aoife Nick In this episode, I'll be talking to accordion player and composer Jackie Daly. Born in Canturk, County Cork, right on the edge of Sliavlochra, Jackie Daly has been a prominent and an influential musician in traditional music for over 50 years. He has toured all over the world as a member of the bands Day Donnan, Patrick Street, Arcady and Buttons and Bows. And he's also been one half of many musical duet partnerships with Seamus Cray, Kevin Burke, Matt Cranich and others. In 2005, he was named Kjöldtor Nibliana at the TG Cahar Gratham Awards and last year he published a book of his own compositions. It's a very big book and features over 200 of his own tunes. The book is called The Jackie Daly Collection and it's edited by Matt Cranich. And it's a really gorgeous collection of music full of less well-known tunes as well as many which I'm sure will be familiar to musicians already. I met Jackie recently at the Willie Clancy Summer School in Milltown Malbay and he began by telling me about his early forays into composition. I've been writing all my life but I haven't been doing a lot of it at all but some of the tunes that I did do became fairly popular which is good. So during the Covid then I laid into it and did most of it. And you had, so you had a lot of them already or did you add to them? I had some already and I knew that I could do some kind of composing. And where did you get the idea of composing in the first place? I mean, do you remember the first one you wrote? Uh, it's so, so long ago now. Most musicians have an idea of composing it. And would, you, would you ever sit down to compose on purpose or would you just, would a, would a melody come to you or how does it work for you? When you get to my age, it's not composing, it's decomposing. <laughs> yes, in terms of the notes. Um, the way I do it is, um, I, I, during the COVID I was doing it morning, noon and night, but I can't spend much time on a tune because I find, well, with me, and it's the same as a lot of people, I'd say, you get too close to the tune and you're not really composing anymore if you stay with the same one. What I prefer to do is uh, make the bones of one a, a bit, put it down and forget about it and, and look at it after a few weeks, even months maybe. And uh, I, I can then din- din- see it for what it is. It's very hard to see things when you're working on them. Mm-hmm. I had a friend who was an artist, and I remember what he used to do, and Morris Desmond was, was his name, a great artist in Cork. And what he used to do is when he did a painting, he'd put it away for about six months, and then he would take it out and look at it in a mirror to a distance, because you need to distance yourself to judge these things. So I, it was the same with me. I did, I, I, did, I did, I wouldn't compose a whole tune, hardly ever. I'd, I'd put a bit of a thing together, I like the bones around, and then I'd go back over it again and again and again. That's why it was hard for Matt because I was sending him letters all the time with amendments to my tunes. Updating them. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. And you told me that this was all done by post as well. It was, it was. I don't touch computers or anything else like that. I was born at the wrong time. <laughs> Um, we'll talk about them in a second. Would you maybe play me one of them? Uh, do you have one in mind? Well, this is an unusual one because Sleeve Lucre is famous for its uh, slides and polkas and dance music, but there was never any planksties, so I decided to make, make some planksties as well, and there's four of them in the book. And this is one that I made, and I called it Planksty Lucre. So... Thank you. 
lovely tune. Ashley of Luchra Planksty. You're starting a, a trend, Jackie. Um, but the polkas and slides are obviously a, a big part of, well, as well as reels and jigs, but polkas and slides would be a part of the Shlee of Luchra repertoire. Do you have some of those in here as well? Would you play me oh, one, a polka or a slide? Right. These are two um, polkas, and I'll tell you a story about the second one. The first one is called The Cat on the Half Door. And when I was young, we had an old cottage with a half door, and the cat used to be, all the summertime, the top of the door would be open, but the cat would be on top of it. And the second one is uh, named after Joe Burke, the great accordion player. And how that came about was, um, I had a brain hemorrhage about 20 years ago or more. Joe came to visit me in Cork, and um, Joe said to the doctor, Doctor, I know what's wrong with him. What's wrong with him, said the doctor. Well, said Joe, his head is full of schleis and polkas rather than decent jigs and reels. <laughs> so, so I said, Joe, I'm going to compose a tune in your honour. Oh, I'd be honoured, I'd be honoured. My God, he wasn't when I came out. Uh, because it, 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 a good few, few people have recorded it now. In fact, it's banned from Waterford. Daniel, they recorded it. And it's Joe Burke's polka. And Joe never played a polka in his <laughs> life. <laughs> So people would say to him, George, you play your polka. <laughs> so did I get my own back? <laughs> so the, these are two polkas. Polka played by Jackie Daly and written by Jackie Daly uh, for Joe Burke. I'd say he was secretly, secretly happy <laughs> to have a polka in his uh, name. We, we were great friends. We were great friends. And he cut me out many times. We used to slag each other and it was, it was great fun. And what was it like when you played together? Did you fit well oh, together? Yeah, actually. And, and by the way, there was a, you've probably seen that there was a documentary done on him when he passed away. And I played a couple of tunes on it as well. But, and we used to host the accordion con- concert as well. And uh, he used to have to, he was in charge of getting music for an establishment in St. Louis and he used to get me to do it twice a year, six weeks at a time, in a place called McGurk's. And in fact I wrote a tune in in honour of the place. And uh, I could write a book about the times we had over there in in, in St. Louis. You mentioned uh, you, you live, of course, not far from here, not far from Milltown Malbay, and we're in uh, the community centre in Milltown Malbay, right in the middle of Skullsari, Willie Clancy. Um, but I know you live you live not far from here, but you were from Schlievluchra, or you grew up in, well, in Schlievluchra. Canturk. It's a movable feast. It is. It is. It's a movable place. <laughs> place. It's a... In the old days, you wouldn't find Schlieblucher music in Cork at all, really, in Cork City. Now it's full of it, which is great. And Schlieblucher basically was, was the Blackwater Valley, which Cantor wouldn't have been part of that, but it, wouldn't be, would have, it would have been quite close to, to it, all, all right. But the music you heard growing up? Oh, it was, it was Schlieblucher music. A great player called Jim Keefe played fiddle, and he was taught by Padraig Keefe, the most famous of all Schlieblucher musicians. And the... Uh, 
there was a, I was lucky because I was only about 12 years old and I used to go out to a dancing platform about a mile outside the town in, in Kentuck called Knock Nicole. And I used to sit there listening to the tunes and trying to pick, up, pick, pick them up and Jim Keefe said to me, well, how come you don't dance? And oh, I said, I'm here for the tunes. And I explained that I was uh, playing the box. He, next week he got me to bring the box, gave me a job playing there. I was playing there since I was about 12 years old. And there was no tape recorders back then to learn the tune, what you did. In the beginning, what I did, I'd be on the bicycle and the whole way home, I'd be dialing the tune, and then I'd hop off and run in home and, and, and try and play it. What do you mean, a dancing platform? Then that's what it was. It, 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 it was a crossroads, and the local farmer, Bill Sullivan was his name, great man altogether, because he, he was mad into the dancing. He was from Schlieve Lucre. And we used to play there Wednesdays and, in, and uh, Sundays. And people would dance sets, and sometimes they would even sing songs, and it was beautiful and lovely. And it was one of the last places I'd say where that, where that happened. Mm-hmm. And a thing happened there then, then as well because Jim had the mu- he didn't teach me, but he um, he did it in a, in a way because he used to uh, have particle Keefe's music, which was a different way of reading music altogether. You, you must have heard about it, did you? Notation. Yeah, the notation was with the strings of the fiddle. Zero meant an open string. And and I got him to give me... A, a, I picked a tune that we had exactly the same notes in By the Blue Hill or something like that. And got him to, get, get, to write it out in that notation and deciphered it myself and started reading it on the box when I was young. So would you have learned tunes off that notation I then? I did a course, I did a course, yeah. And how, how easy is, is it to learn from Portugal O'Keefe's notation? Does it make uh, as much, does it make sense, you know, to you? It makes more sense for, for the fiddle than most music because of the fact that the, the bow was, bowing was written, written into it as well. Mm. But of course that didn't do, do anything for the accordion. Oh, but <laughs> And how come uh, you went and how come you began playing the accordion in the first place? Who gave it to you, or where did you get it? Uh, I was playing with a, a lucky bag when I was a, a kid, and I pulled out um, a pan pipes made of plastic with four or five notes in it, and I was blowing them, and I I kept blowing them, blowing them, and I discovered that there was a relationship between different notes. I suppose it was in some notes of the scale or whatever, and I said to my father, "Get me a harmonica, please." He got me one, and I played it very fast. And, and from the, the harmonica, the system I play is not the usual system, the B and C, even though I won the all on B and C, because you had to, in the old days, they wouldn't accept the um, press and draw playing in the old days in competitions. Anyway, uh, the, the harmonica is, is very similar to the, the recording that I'm playing. So what age were you then when you moved from the harmonica to the accordion? I I was about 10 years old, I'd say. And I started winning competitions and I I had a a great time. As Joe Coley said about Galway music, it is the only music that brings people to distance. (laughs) (laughs) And did did your parents play? My father plays a bit, but he didn't teach me. In fact, his job was the way around. And he, he was on the radio one day, I think it was Pat Butler maybe had, had him, and he played a tune that I taught him, the Vanny's Goat it was called, and fair play to my father, he played it, and you know what he said? And that's the tune he says, I got from my son, shut his hand it up to us. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
Would you play me another tune from this uh, from this collection? I know uh, you mentioned one of them that has been recorded by um, by Danu, um, but I know a number of them you recorded your, yourself as well, and they've been recorded by other people, quite well known ones. Let's see, there's uh, there's two slides. The first one is the the living stream, and the second one is one that I composed in honour of a great friend of mine who passed away unfortunately, Seamus Gray. So I'll try them to. I don't. I play the second one a lot, but not the first one, so I, I hope I don't make mistakes in it. <laughs> Gorgeous. Thanks a million. Um, you mentioned Seamus Cray and of course you had a very famous partnership with Seamus Cray, um, yeah. fiddle and, and accordion, gorgeous fiddle and accordion music. How did you meet Seamus Cray and how did that partnership come about? He was from the Midlands from County Mead but he came down to Cork for a weekend and we got playing together and we, straight away we, we knew we had an affinity together and we, we got a, a gig in the Mills Bar in Ballyvorney near Cooley. And we played there for a couple of years, but it was there we were discovered by Gwilin, who done the record of us. And uh, I loved playing with him, he was wonderful. What was so nice about playing with him? Well, note-wise like that, he learned an awful lot of... And he was a good player, but he was a fantastic singer altogether. Did you ever hear the song that he sang on the record with me, the Taylor Bond? It's stunning, isn't it? A dozen long years I've been shipping, singing and making rhymes. Very often contrary and pulling out airy times. Sleeping in very cold places and often out late until dawn. And tis often I heard them comparing myself and the tailor barn. relationship you've had with fiddle players because you've played with a lot of fiddle players yeah what attracts you to playing with fiddle players well as, as opposed to the people the, the instrument I suppose. as Kevin Burke says what's nicer than the fiddle and he reckons two fiddles it's an instrument that suits sleeve looking music uh, great and I, I, I played with other instruments as, as well but I, I done a record with Kevin Burke, which I liked to a lot. It's called Eavesdropper. Mm. And we played some lovely old tunes in that, which I haven't played since a lot of them. But lately I discovered one of them again. And you know what it is? An old version of the Blackbird that, that's in um, O'Neill's big tick book called Minstrels Musicians. Yeah. I, I, I'd rather not play all of it, but I'd, can I sh- sh- show you what it, what it was? Yeah. 
beautiful tune, isn't it? Gorgeous tune, yeah. And I don't think it's a version of um, Blackbird at all. But uh, that's what it's called in O'Neill's. It's another tune that I, I wouldn't mind playing, and it's not my composition at all, but I, I, I got to l l love it. And have you noticed as well that I do a lot more basing than, than most recording players? Yeah. And I, I have even an, an invention that I got the um, Saltarell to make, and they're making it in all the recordings now. What that is, is a button that will take the third in and out, which means it can make it major or minor. If the, minor, if the uh, third is taken out, the chord is major or minor then, because it's the third that determines. That was your invention? It was, yeah. And uh, this is a tune that I, I love, and it's uh, taken from the Joyce collection, and it's called Moran's Return. You'll know it when you hear it. Gorgeous tune, absolutely beautifully played as well. Have you always been a, a full-time musician, or has mus um, music always been your job as such? I, I had a bad experience. I, I was playing since I was a kid, but I, I worked as a, as a fitter uh, in a, a place in Little Island in Cork, and it was a Danish company, Borg Jorgens, and they made stainless steel stuff, and they sent me to... Um, Denmark to do a training course there, which I spent six months doing, and I met my wife there, a Danish girl, and we we got married. But she she died a year afterwards. But we had a son, and she got leukemia and passed away. And when it, when it happened, I done the obvious. Sold my house, went on the street busking, and everybody said, well, my family said, you're mad, you know. It was the best decision I ever made. I decided that life was too short to do things that I wasn't in love with. So, so then I went professional. I was in my late 20s. So. It's a shocking thing to happen, to, to lose your wife a year after you married. That's, true. That's what happened. Ah, it's gone through life. But I, I have a son. I mentioned to you that he, he has a, a child now, so I am a grandparent. <laughs> And they live in Milltown now? They do, they yeah. do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Were you a hands-on grandparent then, Jackie? Oh, yeah, I'm telling you now, like... <laughs> <laughs> do you do all the jobs needed? <laughs> I do not, not well, you can And you can do it at the same time. Yeah. Um, so, so you went busking, but, I mean, you've had... I mean, you've had a fantastic career in music in that you've played with so many people and all of the records and, uh, you know, all of the travelling... So how did it go from busking 
on the street to all that. Do you know why I got to the job with so many bands? Because I'm cheap. (laughs) (laughs) I'm sure sure there's a lot more to it than that. Well, I was lucky as well because it was a lovely time to do it. And I tell you a thing that happened to me. I was uh, up in um, Newfoundland. I sailed up there and a friend of mine had a boat and it was chartered by a Belgian TV company to do a, a documentary on whale hunting. And I did it with Seamus Cray. We went up for three or four weeks and worked on the boat and it was a fascinating experience. But when I was up there, I went, there was only one pub. There's more pubs, there's pubs all over the place now, but back then it wasn't, it wasn't allowed except in one, one bar and it cost a fortune. And I went up for a drink and they wouldn't let me in. They said, I said, why, why not? Well, they said, you're not dressed properly. You're an Irishman and you should be dressed in a collar and tie and a suit. I said, this is the way I dress it all. And I went back to the boat and had a drink there instead. I came back to Ireland and I was, the first gig I did after that was in um, Cushine. And Frankie Gavin was there with uh, Alec Finn, and they said, well, we, we were wondering, would you like to join the Dan? And I said, oh, that sounds fantastic. Where's the first gig? I just said, Bert Falter are sending us up to Iceland to play in a club called Odell for two weeks. So I was, I was back to the <laughs> Yeah, the same place, and there was no question of having, having to have a collar and tie anymore. Yeah, wasn't it a gas for it to happen? And and that's what they were doing. They were doing a promo for Port Falta in the only club that was in Iceland at the time called Odell. And what was it like playing with Didon? And did you tour a lot at that stage? And it was a great time altogether to, to do it because we, we toured America and we did uh, bluegrass festivals and things where people had never heard Irish music before. And they were delighted with the way Didon lashed it out. And, you know, and we had Mauro O'Connell and they did, and we made a record, and it became even for us, even here in Ireland. It, it went to number six in the charts with uh, Irish Molly, that song. And it was a wonderful time to be doing it. So they, they, they were at their height back then. How long were you in Daydana for? I was there for four years, and they were uh, mighty. And then they ba- joined in another band with Kevin Burke called Patrick Street. And we done north of the work in America and all over, all over the place. And that was a great band too. At Midland was with us and Jed Foley and Andy Irvine. So, legends. Yeah. And, um, and then Buffins and Bows. Yes, we're still together. Yeah. We, we still do the, the odd gig and, and, and I love playing with them too. They're lovely musicians. Seamus and Manus and Gary O'Brien. <laughs> three bands Patrick Street Didan and, and Buttons and Bows it's ver- three very different types of music being played by those three groups yeah in, in, in a way I suppose yes and we had another band in Galway called uh, Arcady Johnny, that was Johnny Ringo's band and, that was, and Sean Keane was in it as well and that was a lovely band too and do you or did you like touring some people find it gruelling I liked it up to a certain point. Now I don't like it as much of it at all, but back then I was mad for a road. Yeah. 
were did you at the stage that you were in Didanan would you have recorded or played any of your own tunes with Didanan? I did, I did. Yeah. There's a, a reel that called a, a trip to tune. We we played that, and another thing we did that worked out great too, and, and it was myself and Alec Finn that transposed it. Is we took Hey Jude and made a hornpipe out of it, and, and it's a beautiful hornpipe. Yeah, it's myself, it's myself, and Alec passed away. He got rest but. Was he uh, himself and myself to transpose that? Teaching? Did you ever teach, or do you yeah, teach? I used to teach here, but it's very difficult for me to teach because I'm fairly well known, and they all come to me with their accordions in the wrong key. They all come with B and C accordions, and that's no good because you know there's certain tunes that are more suitable to you, press and draw, and vice versa. So, I, I these days I only do it if it's confined to um, the same system as I played, press and draw, or C sharp D. And explain to me the the FLA, I think it was 1974 you won the All-Ireland FLA. And so you you changed styles just for that? Yeah, Yeah. I had to change my style to the B&C style because back then they were giving no marks for people who were playing in the press and draw. And when you were finished then, you didn't keep it up for anything? I didn't, I went back back to my own. I I had another experience after that. It was something else. I'm always experimenting with boxes. You, you proved the point anyway, and then and then you were done with it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, I'm looking at this uh, collection of tunes and um, the titles I was saying to you earlier. It's, it can be hard to name a, a, a title, but I'm looking at there's one for Anne Conroy. There's one for PJT and I see um, the McGurk Stig, as you mentioned. Um, but also like the, the all the geography of, of the area and the people around uh, in Schlievelucher, they're all there as well. Do you do you find it that the names come naturally to you or is that a job in itself? It's a job in itself, yeah. And uh, some of them are, are humorous, some of them are not. <laughs> there's one, a tune there called The Whimsical Jig and there's a tune that I, I play myself and Matt Cranish says this this tune is the story of Jackie's life because it's the meandering jig and I'm thinking of making an album and, and calling it Whismical Meandering <laughs> wouldn't this make a good title <laughs> is there one more you might play for me out of the collection then I played the second tune of that selection that I said I didn't play the meandering jig yeah. I recorded it years ago with uh, Matt Cranish That's McGurk's jig, the second one. The one that I, I made up about the uh, power I used to play with Joe Burke. That's McGurk's? It is, yeah. 
Well, I've been playing that all my life, and I never knew that you wrote that. <laughs> so, yeah, no, do, do you? Yeah, do you? But but it's an absolutely beautiful tune. I've always loved it. And do you do you like that when you hear your tunes being played? Oh, I, I love it. I love it. I love it. Does it happen often where you wander in and you might hear somebody? Play? It's it's surprising to me it happens because uh, there's a tune that I play. I recorded years ago, and it's uh, the uh, Doris Mill. It's four parts in it. I, I uh, re- recorded it with uh, Patrick Street, maybe. Yeah. Anyway, do you, do you know where it ended up? It's in the collection Fiddle Music from the Isle of Sky. They asked my permission and, and it's in it, and they all played it there apparently. That's amazing. Isn't it? It's travelled yeah. all that way. Yeah. yeah. Um, you started playing for dances, as you said, when you were, when you were young, at 12, I think you said. Um, <clears throat> how important is the dancing, do you think, and the connection between the dancing and the music? Not not completely vital, but it's it, it's an, a factor that's uh, beautiful and, and 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 nice to do as well. But I don't like doing it too fast. So a, a lot of dancers these days do it faster than it used to be, and I'm not mad for that, because I find that even reels there's a little lones parts in them that, that that don't come out the same when they're played mad fast. So, you know. You lose them. You go too fast. Yeah, they they don't uh, express as much. Some of them anyway. There's some tunes like that, you, you, you're aware of that. Some tunes you can just play mad speed, all right, but there's other tunes where you have to t- take it handy with them because there's too much music in them. I've met a lot of people this week and they say how you've been a huge influence on them as accordion players. Um, but and for you, when you were learning and when you were kind of listening and, and, and playing, who, who would have been the people that you would have looked up to? Uh, Joe Burke and uh, Joe Cooley, obviously. Tony McMahon. Tony was a very good too. That was about it, really. Paddy O'Brien. And um, you, you also mentioned pa- uh, Paddy O'Keefe. Um, did you know Dennis Murphy and I Julia? Know, I know him very well. He used to play in Knocknagree every uh, weekend with Johnny Leary, and a nice thing happened there um, uh, two weeks ago. Uh, there was a great musician, you must have heard of her, she was uh, Julia Clifford. She's Dennis Murphy's sister. She spent her most of her life in England, but they, she came home and made the, perhaps the finest record ever made of Steve Lucre music, the star above the garter. And you know what they have, they've done in uh, Knocknagree? I was at two weeks ago. They've put a seat in the middle of the, the town facing the Paps Mountain Range, which are the famous peaks of Steve Lucre. And apparently, I don't know much about it, but it, it, there's a number you can dial and listen to Julia playing a tune when you're there, which is amazing. On the bench. Yeah, 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 yeah. Isn't that amazing? Yeah. <laughs> I think I heard of it. It's something like a QR code that yeah. you scan. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah. It's, it's gas, a great isn't it? Idea. Yeah. yeah. Um, what was Dennis like? Oh, Dennis was a lovely man. He was a real gentleman. He passed away when he was fairly young, which is terrible. Oh, he was a brilliant player altogether. But they had different styles. But on the record, you'd, you'd swear that they, they, they were never apart and that they were very exact. But of course, they were both pupils of Patrick O'Keefe's. And did you hear about what Patrick O'Keefe said about a young fellow who was good? The parents wanted to find out how, how what Patrick would think of the young fellow. And the young fellow took out his fiddle and played Lord Gordon's Reel, which, as you know, is a hard show to play, and played it perfectly. Patrick said nothing, so the father said, I'll ask him. Patrick, what do you think of our son? Patrick took off his cap and scratched his head and said, Gee, 
humpty and awful life in front of him. <laughs> Meaning he's a genius like me. <laughs> Dennis Murphy, of course, played an awful lot with Johnny O'Leary and you, you would have oh, known Johnny as well. I was plenty oh, yeah, 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 yeah. I was great friends with him, and especially in Knocknagree, which is not far from Kentuck. And I was, it was a great, it was perhaps the best place for dancing in Ireland. It was fantastic for dancing there. It's a shame it's gone. But anyway. Um, you have over 200 tunes in this book, which was published about a year ago. Have you written more since? Not much, not much. And there was an Englishman said to me, how will I know the right tune to play? Well, I said, start with number one and then go on to number two and number three. <laughs> Take a while to work your way through all sure. 200. And um, I know somebody asked you why there wasn't a CD with it. Yeah. Are you thinking of putting a CD with oh, it? Oh, yeah. But I said, of course, you, you need a dozen CDs with the 200 shows. They said to me, Jackie, how come there's no CD with this? I said, for God's sake, I wouldn't play that rubbish. <laughs> well, as anyone listening here knows, it's not. it, it clearly isn't rubbish because you've been playing us some beautiful music now for the past half hour or so. Um, well, look, at, um, I should say as well that there are some fantastic photos in it. There's a great one of you in uh, Sharkin Island in the 70s. Uh, there's also one of you when you were about 12, I think. Yeah, so they go way back. And there's a lovely collection of, of pictures. Um, and it's available. I think it's available through Custies and uh, other places. It is called the Jackie Daly Collection, original Irish tunes edited by Matt Cranich. Jackie, the, the, the number of CDs that you've made, you're... you're you're not tempted to make another one I should but I, I haven't got around to thinking too much about it yet but I, I, I should start some of them tunes even though I've, I've, I've done some of them already but I should do it all right yeah. do you like the process of recording CDs? I wouldn't be mad for it and I'm a person who goes for one kind of take I'm not a, a person who wants to keep at it at all but uh, that can be good too because it can be the same with composing as I told you if you spend too much time with it you get tied up on it and uh, it's not as spontaneous mm. as when you um, try and leave it uh, more to inspirations well look you're looking very well and now you have the grandchild to mind and everything else it's it's all go and the book um, so listen thanks a million for taking the time to come in today oh, I really appreciate it thank you Listening to the Rolling Wave podcast. For rights reasons, the music here is shorter than in the original broadcast. So if you'd like to hear the full versions of the tunes, you can go to rte.ie forward slash radio one forward slash the rolling wave. This programme was first broadcast on the 23rd of July 2023. Till the next time, Gurmila Mahagi Agaslan.